Hey, this is Ryan Dungey, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod. What's up? Seven Deuce Trace here on the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, this is Dean Wilson, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. like a gangster straight up g dude uh, dark side came in, came in with a good good track tonight yeah he did a good choice that was dark all side. dark side right there anybody, you, you, anybody that knows me knows that was hey me. hey he, he only uh he only like outwardly expresses metal but deep down it's hip-hop hip-hop all the way yeah like, yeah like run dmc and ll cool j and that's bullshit bismarck. none of that shit's good <laughs> he that's said bismarck bismarck he's pretty cool that's, that's the kind of shit that i, I, I oh actually, baby you i literally just put run dmc's raising hell on my ipod the other day just oh. like, that's all i kind of i yeah that's not well me. hip-hop now, is hip-hop dude i'll listen to that this whatever this is before i listen to country I'll rather shoot myself in the face. So you're saying next country. week you definitely want country intro. If you play country, I'm going home. <laughs> That's how much I have. We played country before. That I didn't consider country. That was more like Southern. Well, Chris rock. Stapleton's a bad yeah. son bitch, dude. Yeah. Straight up. I'm talking about whatever the shit is that's on the radio right now. Dude. Yeah, like what? Luke Luke Daniel that or Luke Bryan, whatever the fuck his name is. I will He has two I fucking would, first names, whatever that dude's name I is. I would rather <laughs> let you roost me in the face. Yeah, he sings cowboy music and wears skinny jeans. All right, look, now nah, I wear skinny jeans, but I ride dirt bikes. It's different, you know. Right. It's not the same fucking thing. So. There ain't but no I'm jeans you have that are skinny. Well, no, because I'm not skinny, but they fit skinny. You get what I'm saying? Like, all yeah. jeans are skinny jeans to, to That's fuck, fuck off, dark side. It's not cool. Totally not. It, 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 ironically, we wear the same size damn gear. Now, how did that happen? Hey, it's the pants size. It's your don't you have an big. intro to read? <laughs> Shut up, TJ. I'm getting to that. <laughs> Thanks, producer guy over here. What's up, guys? Episode 62 of the Moto X Pod Show is brought to you courtesy of Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas. Visit BroadwayPowerSports.com. Yamaha, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Polaris, Can-Am, Firearms, full line of motocross gear, parts, accessories, anything you could think of, they got in there. And if they don't, they'll order it for you. Plus, they online price match. So give them a shout-out again, broadwaypowersports.com. All Sport Dynamics, visit motocrosswristbrace.com. The same brace is worn by Weston Pike. Uh, Joey Savacci. Joey Savacci, yeah. Got the big W. Man, I, he's yep. looking good, too. Yep. I'm going to get to that here in a second. Brock but, uh, Tickle, Adam Cincerillo. Brock Tickle, Adam Cincerillo, <laughs> Jamie Darkside, Guida, TJ, DJ Smith. Possibly yeah. another pro circuit rider that we were not allowed to say yet, but if you look at some of their Instagrams, you might see one of them wearing it. Yeah, his uh, his last name rhymes with Dorkner. But uh, anyways, <laughs> he's not a dork, though. He's a cool kid. But anyways, yeah, give uh, give all Sport Dynamics some love. I like them. We all love wearing those braces, and uh, I wouldn't get on a bike without them at this point. So, MX Girl Designs, hit Char up over there, get you some graphics design. She does all kinds of good work at a fair price. Her stuff's quality. It's legit. 
Uh, email char, C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com. Guys, that's G-U-R-L. You can look her up on Facebook at mxgirldesigns or on Instagram at mxgirl. Again, that is G-U-R-L. Give Char a shout. York Welding and Fab. Oh, man. You, if you can think about it being built, Carl can build it for you. If you need your uh, roached-out subframe fix, he can handle that. You need a welding bed for your truck, he can do that. You need new construction work done, metal building, whatever, he can do that too. He's out right now in West Texas doing some oil field work. There's nothing that guy can't do. So give him a shout, 903-780-7369. That is, again, 903-780-7369. Shock Socks, the original and number one 10 second removable fork seal protector. Blowing fork seals out sucks. I don't like changing them. They're not fun to change. They're not fun to deal with at the track. So, guys, you know what I do? I just go get Shock Socks and it makes it easy. Then I don't have to worry about it anymore. So, visit your local dealer for details on how to get you a set of Shock Socks, or you could probably hit Jamie up. I bet he's got. TJ, he's probably got 45 pair in the back of his van somewhere. Every color you can think of. Every damn color. I don't, actually, but... So, and he, you know what? If you're lucky, he will autograph them for you, too. He'll write Dark Side on there. That way you'll know you got oh, something man, special. That's, that's a $20 charge. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This fucker right yeah, here, I mean, man. I swear. Maybe my real name I'll sign for free, but not yeah, Dark Side. Yeah, not Dark Side. That's trade oh, it's The greatest thing spell. the other day whenever Dark Side called into the uh, Fly Moto 60 show. Yeah. And um, <laughs> Jason... JT was like, yeah, yeah, Jamie, and, and all of a sudden Matt was like, wait. Matt didn't Jamie. even know your name, didn't dude. Didn't even know his real name. What's it? On yeah, I'm friends <laughs> with him on Facebook, too. That's weird. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, I don't like leak Forks Hills, so get you some shock socks. I'm telling you, Shan Garcia and the boys make an awesome product. Get yourself set up. Tell them we sent you. Our honorary sponsor, TPJ Racing. They're, hey, I know Ben might Excuse me, Ben LeMay didn't have a great great time at Anaheim, too, but he's killing it this year. So let's get behind them, support those guys. Where, where the hell is Nick Schmidt? Uh, he's, I think he's coming back soon. Well, he was in Germany racing, right? He should have been back, yeah. though, because Bowers oh, yeah. is back. I said Bowers is back. Bowers man. won that title over there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, maybe he just didn't make the make the fast 40 or whatever. Maybe not. I don't know. There was or a lot of 20-something. There was a lot of guys that I really thought would make it, especially – you know, looking at the fantasy and all that kind of stuff. When you really think about who didn't make it in that fast 40 or 29 or whatever it right. was, or 22, isn't it? Yeah. 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 The fast 22, I was really surprised. I don't think I was super surprised that um, uh, Chad Reed had to go to the LCQ or won it. I think that was a pretty given. I, I didn't think yeah. his, his qualifying times Well, it surprises been the best. me that he was in it. But yeah, Chad's not ever been the best qualifier, but yeah. he dropped the gate and it's a different story. Exactly. Right? Real quick, I want to touch on, guys, we set up a Patreon account to uh, help out with the different expenses. You know, we've got shirt stickers. Shirt stickers. What, what else did the. the audio feed all that crap yeah yeah uh, shit i Hosting don't know charges crap i don't know anything about but uh want to give a special uh thank you to all you have done that mr dex lester thanks again he's been listening to our show for quite some time i met him at swan last year yep. so that's at least a year's worth of time he's been listening uh garrett rockley thanks again buddy mr hal simpson came through for us thanks again how we love you oh there's some dork named jamie guida that pledged too who the yeah. hell is that? Hey, hey, Mathis doesn't know who it is. <laughs> Mathis doesn't know his name, yeah. So uh, some tool named Mark Poole pledged as well. And uh, 
Stephen Brady, thanks again, buddy. We appreciate you guys. Everybody, Everybody that's yeah, paid. Yeah, hey, hey, click on Patreon.com. Search us out. Give us, uh, if you can give anything, we appreciate it. It doesn't matter if it's 50 cents. It helps us. It helps us continue to do this, help pay for, like what TJ mentioned a minute ago, and to get good things coming you guys' way. And, uh, yeah, like, we've got stickers coming, TJ new stickers. order some equipment so that we can take with us to the Supercrosses, the races, and do some uh, yeah. a show live from the track. You <laughs> never know. It may be you that we talk to on right. there. And for so. the guys that have signed up already, it's been about a week now. I told them those the three guys besides myself and Mark mm-hmm. who signed up, uh, I'm going to send them a free pair of X-Brand goggles. And every so often, we're going to try to do some cool stuff for, for you. I know we can get some shock socks, things like that. So sign Definitely. up, help us out, and Definitely. we will try to get – things to you, you know, we'll so. have a little, little something special for you too coming down the pike so yep. just stay tuned but uh see guys and there may be some uh um patreon only content coming yes. your way yes. so uh stay tuned for that as well and uh we got a good show lined up tonight <laughs> excuse me guys <laughs> telling you i got borderline pneumonia over here man i can't go t- more than five minutes without just coughing up half my lungs but uh mr justin brayton He's going to join us tonight. MCR Honda's Justin Brayton. Hell of a weekend he had. And, uh, we're going to, we probably won't talk much about his weekend because he was on the Pulp Show last night and kind of covered that. But, you know, Justin's an interesting cat. He had a long journey to get to where he's at. And we'll probably touch on a little bit of that. Nicest guy in the world. Be a great interview. You guys will enjoy it. We're going to have Mr. Sean Brennan from uh, Feld Motorsports on and uh, chit chat with him a little bit. He is the public relations manager. And if we are lucky, uh, we will have the, the one and only Mike Goose Gossler on if he's not. Um, Busy with all things Chad Reed. Yeah, We're going to try to get him on here in a little bit. He texted me last, yesterday and said he might still be loading the truck at that time and wouldn't be available, but we texted earlier today, and he said, like, just give him a heads up, and he would try to make some time. But if he can't, we'll reschedule. Are N- they, nice freaking guy, by the way. Are they on the West Coast right now? Do they go to Florida? Back They, they don't drive no, the truck back I, to Florida. I assume they're still on the West Coast. Yeah, I think so. No, yeah, they're not going all the way back to Florida with no. that thing. I can promise not you. To, not to go to, yeah, back I'm sure Chad Florida. flies back home. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's good stuff, man. What you guys, uh, have you guys heard any feedback on our show last week? Do you think it was good or what? I think it was. I mean, the the interview with Hill, like, I talked to quite a few people, that, and they were like, wow, like, how candid he was about, yeah. like, how open he was about the fact that he feels like he sucks. I, <coughs> I've never had a rider that just straight, I heard a rider just straight up go, the bike's fine. I screw the the bike setup up and I'm slow. You know what though? <laughs> That'll go a long way when they're looking at, at looking at things and contract time. Look, he didn't make any damn excuses. He just went yeah. and did his deal. What the hell is wrong right now though? Yeah, I don't uh, know. He's too fucking good. I honestly this, picked him for the winning the this the championship. Oh, I did too. I thought running away would win it. I, I thought Mathis was wrong. Honestly, yeah. I, I really thought Mathis was wrong on the fact that he wouldn't do as good. I mean, and Mathis was blaming the bike. Yeah. Even if it is the bike, I don't really know. It just, I just thought at this point, I hope he just gets a top five. I'm serious because like he's just not doing that good. I can't pick it for fantasy anymore. Something. You know what? I have a theory that he might be hurt and just not telling anybody because it's Mm. no, dude. It's Justin Hill. It doesn't. He murdered everybody last year. I think he would say something. Maybe. Sometimes these guys are weird like that. You know, he wasn't making excuses to us. Maybe he's not wanting to use that. And you mentioned, or what have you asked? hearing feedback was that you mark yeah yeah well i did hear feedback a little bit from weege on that interview and he thought that was really cool so i mean that's that's pretty cool and he 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 thought that was some really good content that hill said that so you know he took he took responsibility whether Mm -hmm. he was being 
like you say, being honest, whether it was really the changes he made or whether there's something wrong with the bike, he didn't blame the bike. Well, at this level, if you go the wrong way with your bike, it's just not going to work right, right, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I, can, I get it, you know? I it would happens. say there's no way that that team – I mean, it's a Suzuki that maybe the motor is a little bit slow or whatever, but his bike doesn't even, or he doesn't even look good on the track. Mm -hmm. The limited time we got to see him on TV when there, he looks out of sort. His it's almost like his riding position and the way he's riding. I feel like he's trying to make that thing handle like a cow. He does. Maybe you know what I mean? Oh, how, yeah. how straight line stable they are going through whoops and stuff, and like it's just a different bike. You can't how do you that. turn down a pro circuit ride? <laughs> well, because he's going four fifties yeah, next he wanted year. Wanted that guaranteed four fifty. How do you turn down a pro circuit? Yeah, but what yeah. are they going to do, though, man? They're going to have too many roosters in the hen house next year over there, you know? Because Weston's killing it. He's not going anywhere, I wouldn't think. Dude, Weston, been... is he the highest-ranking Suzuki rider right oh, now? Oh, by far, yes. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and he's looking fast. He's, like, oh, he's super ass, aggressive. Yeah. He's right on the verge. Of... The thing with Weston is, no matter what bike they've put under him over there, when he's been healthy, he performs on it. Like the Yamaha, other people had problems with it. Weston didn't. He got on the podium with it. So yeah. he was, I mean, that's all, a good point. That's the deal with him. Like, man, you know what you get with him. The dude gives it, no matter yeah. what. Right. You know, whether he weeds himself or he gets third place. Right. So, Bugle will be back this weekend. That'd be cool. I hope Mookie's still out there. It's looking like he probably will be, but we'll see. And, uh, you know, I mean – but anyways, guys, give us a quick break. Be right back with Mr. Justin Brayton. All right, guys, we're going to welcome our first guest. He uh, had quite a good weekend in Anaheim, MCR Honda's Justin Brayton. Brayton, what's up, dude? Not much, man. Just uh, hanging out here in North Carolina, enjoying some family time. There you go. How about you guys? Just enjoying talking to you, man. Yeah. I'm getting to talk to you. <laughs> it's been hectic trying to get everybody here. Jamie decided to come in late today. Did y'all get some uh -oh. of that uh, awesome winter weather up your way? Man, we did. Last Wednesday, we got about five or six inches of snow, and I got to enjoy it in the morning and uh, play with my three-year-old, went sledding a little bit, and, and then I, I peeled out and flew out to California that afternoon and and got in some riding before before Anaheim, too. So, yeah, it was it was actually perfect perfect case scenario for me. I got to play with the little ones. I think snow's okay. Snow. Snow's okay anytime that you can leave it. I like it here in Texas <laughs> yeah. where there's no snow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I felt like yeah. for a minute there we weren't in Texas. I'm like, man, I kind of like the warm weather. Where'd it go? But it, uh, trying to work in that mess is not always fun. But you're from uh, you're from Iowa, are you not? Yeah, I'm from Iowa. So you know what's up. I'm with the not cold a huge fan now. of the. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the snow. But my wife is from Charlotte, so she doesn't get to see snow much. So it's like Christmas when snow comes. It's <laughs> oh, it's awesome. a big big party. <laughs> right. Right. Well, Justin, man, you know, you've, had, you've done a lot of interviews in the last couple of weeks. You've been riding really good. Um, we're going to try to focus more on some of your uh, past maybe, but let's talk about A2 just real quick and uh, your, your offseason. Uh, you, you've been riding great. You you got a couple of Australian championships under your belt. You know, you, you've done a lot of offseason Two races. in a row. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think you kind of flew in under the radar this year a little bit. You know, they were talking about the big three or four, but – Guys like you and Cole and Weston really right there on the verge of taking some of that limelight away. How are you feeling about that? 
Yeah, for me, it's really no different than any other year. I I feel like I've always kind of flown in under the radar, uh, and and it seems like you know the years that that the less they talk about me, the better I do. So I'm I'm all right with it. You and, hope everybody uh, shuts up about you, then, right? <laughs> Yeah, um, but I, I knew that I felt great coming into the season. I knew I had a great bike. Obviously, racing in Australia has helped a lot with just my comfort and uh, um, getting more getting more seat time at the races. I think that always helps. Yeah. And just having a whole nother year on, on this this uh, new Honda, the, the 2018 Honda. Last year was our first year on it in 17. And then we just didn't have much testing time or really much time for me to get comfortable on it. And this year is just totally different. The team is great. We've got a great engine package. Got um, suspension is just incredible. I got full, uh, you know, work stuff from Showa. So it's just a totally different year as far as preparation and confidence. And as you guys know, that's the that's the name of the game is coming in with some confidence. And yeah, definitely. I really do. I feel good. A lot of people mention how you know my age and being 33 years old, but you know, it. Hey, man, there's a lot of top level athletes out there that are in their mid thirties. Tell and... those people to hush. Tell those <laughs> yeah, people to hush. Yeah. Cause 40 is the new 30 dude. You're good. That's right. That's right. I feel great. I, you know, I didn't read my first full-time supercross year until I was 22 or 23. So it's a lot later than most guys. Most guys start when they're 16 and they're burnt by the time they get 30. So for me, I have done it a little bit different. Went to high school, graduated high school and played stick and ball sports. And then decided when I graduated that, I'm going to pursue this motorcycle thing, and here we are. Right. Well, that kind of brings me to some of my stuff. Uh, my son has been – we've been traveling this year doing a lot of the arena crosses and stuff like that, and I know your background comes from that. I guess it's from where you are because we have to drive all the way up to, like, the Midwest, to mm-hmm. Iowa. Next weekend, my wife's taking my son to Nebraska because up there, yeah, yeah. they don't have the outdoor – I mean, we had an outdoor moto this last weekend, perfect weather for it all weekend, but and we get a lot of kids that come down and train and – and train down here but and that's kind of what we were talking about talking to you where was coming up through the arena cross is that something you did even as like a young kid racing yeah arena cross to me was that was it that was that was my dream i went to watch des moines arena cross every year and got to see buddy antonez and denny stevenson and those guys were my idols the jeremy mcgraths and jeff emmigs of the world were almost like cartoon characters because I would only see them on TV and very rarely would I see them on TV. So arena cross was the deal for me. We had some local talent from Iowa. That was, that was pretty good. Chad Pedersen back in the day was, was really good at, he got a super cross main event win, but he was uh, really good in arena cross. And so that was kind of my path. I, I always did some amateur stuff. You know, we were cooped up in the house for five months out of the year with the snow. So we'd get out once a month and go race an arena cross somewhere and, and when I turned pro, Des Moines Arena Cross, that was that was my first race. We said, let's go, let's go to Des Moines and see see where we stack up. And ended up having a really good weekend, probably a, a life changing weekend, if I want to be honest. I mean, it it totally changed my life. I was fastest in practice, and oh wow, I passed uh, Damon Bradshaw in the first heat race to win the first heat and nice. led the main event for a while. And so yeah, that was kind of a life changer. It showed me that. Hey, I'm maybe I'm better than I think I am. You were and, on the map at that point. Yeah, and we made a little bit of money that weekend. It's kind of like, all right, when we graduate high school, let's finish this this school thing up and move to California and see what we can do. So that's kind of what I did. And but Arena Cross for sure paved the way for me, hundred percent. 
So, yeah, you just kind of like came out. So you didn't have a training or the amateur career of going around to Loretta's and all that kind of stuff? I did go to Loretta's. Um, not much of an amateur career. I, I went to Loretta's four or five times, something like that, but was never super competitive. My best is a fourth. I got I got a, a few fourths That's down good. there. That's good. The don't, 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 don't play uh, that down. A fourth at Loretta's <laughs> is amazing. Yeah, it was pretty good, but it's just out of the limelight. It's just out of the kind of guys who are getting noticed and guys that are getting rides. And, and um, so, I mean, we paid for everything all the way up until pretty much I got my first uh, real ride in, in, in Supercross. I mean, I didn't really get even free gear till shoot, I don't know how old I was, but not it was it was a um, long time coming for sure. So now I, I appreciate it a lot more now that when I get new gear every weekend, I'm like, man, you sure? I'm, I can learn new stuff. It's all good. <laughs> so really, you you never they never got even like free gear or bikes or any of that until your pro career started? Um, pretty much. I had a local dealership, Storm Lake Honda in Iowa, that would they would lease us bikes, which that was awesome, and they helped us out a ton, um, you know, when I was in the A class and stuff. Um, but yeah, on, on mini bikes, never got anything free. I remember getting 50% off from uh, a couple gear companies. Uh, and then it was maxed out at a thousand dollars or something. So I'd get a couple yeah. sets of gear a, a year and, and then, yeah, I'll never forget getting the, my first kind of pro ride. And I remember having Honda on the back of my pants. I just thought I was so factory, you know, That's I got awesome. free gear yeah. and have my name on the back of my Jersey. So yeah, I just done it a little bit different way, I guess. I, I wasn't your typical amateur that had everything from the time they were on mini bikes all the way through. So, I think that's what's keeping me going now. I'm super appreciative, always have been, of of teams and sponsors and um, all of it. So I I really appreciate everyone and and uh, appreciate that. Hey, this is this is truly my dream. A lot of people say it, but. Yeah. I'm 33 and still still getting after it. Yeah, I like that you don't expect it. Right. Yeah, you, you definitely earned it. Now, tell us, what uh, what brought on the transition from Arena Cross to Supercross? Because it looks like about 2004 is when you've really started getting cranking on Supercross, correct? Yeah, so the, the 2004 Arena Cross series ended in, I believe it was April or so, or beginning of April, um, something like that, mm. or maybe end of March. But anyways, Buddy Antonez was my teammate who he kind of took me under his wing. And um, we finished up the last round in Kansas City, Missouri. And I'll never forget it. I, I was driving home to from Kansas City to my home in Fort Dodge, Iowa. And Budman calls me and says, hey, uh, the Factory Connection Honda team, which is now Geico Honda, is having some tryouts and looking for a fill-in to do Supercross. And you, you need to get out here. You need to fly out here tomorrow, which it was Sunday when I was driving back. So I booked a flight. I flew to California on Monday. I rode Budman's Practice 250F at the Honda track, which was one of my first times ever riding a Supercross track, a legit Supercross track. And uh, had a tryout on Tuesday or Wednesday. I've kind of lost track of days, but okay. one of those days. And we finished up, and um, they said, all right, you uh, you ready to race this weekend in St. Louis? I said, what? heck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> So there I was. I, I flew to St. Louis. That was when they had Friday practice and Saturday race. So I flew to St. Louis on Thursday, got all my fresh gear in the hotel, got all helmet, goggles, boots. Everything was brand new. I'd never wore any of it before. And 
that kind of started it. Um, and, and I got a couple top tens that year. The last three Supercrosses, I believe I got top ten. So um, that's when Moto World, it was Moto World Suzuki at the time. They offered me an arena cross deal for the following year and a guaranteed Supercross deal in in uh, 06 or 07. So I jumped on that, and that was my first real ride, my first paying salary ride. Wow. And, um, and how I old thought were I you? was rich, man. I was, uh, let's see, this would have been so 2005, would yeah. have been like 21 or so. Oh, wow. Nice. Something like, like a, that. That's like a movie uh, material right there, your story, you know, just you never should, really been on a super crash track hardly. And then two days later, you know, a week later, you're, you're, you should racing. shop that script around Justin yeah. to somebody. <laughs> yeah. That, that should be super cross the movie right there. There you go. Yeah. It's pretty neat to talk about. I, I enjoy talking about it cause it's, it's something that's just so crazy how it all lined up. And I mean, most of my career, I got to give it to buddy Antonez. I mean, he, he saw something in me that maybe I didn't even see and mm-hmm. thought that Supercross would be possible. And with him throwing my name to Eric Kehoe at Honda at the time saying, Hey, you need to get this kid out there and give him a shot. And, and next thing you know, I was, you know, racing Supercross and, and, uh, had a, had a ride of a paying salary job. So, awesome. and that was our goal. When I left for California, when I graduated, my parents basically said, we'll, we'll help you out for one year. And if you don't really make it, then, uh, you can come back and, go to college like like the rest of your friends are doing <laughs> well and, uh, i use your so. career and your trajectory a lot with a lot of the kids that i help and i'm like guys there's gonna be some kids out there who are like the austin fortners the sensorillas they have factory rides by the time they're on 65s if you don't yeah. look at somebody like brayton and i literally use your name all the time to my kid and and his friends and i'm like go to go to arena cross start getting good at that because the future of the sport is supercross and that's the way to do it it should be the the justin brayton road to supercross that's what it should be yeah absolutely (laughs) so yeah and we didn't even know then i mean it was just like you guys touched on earlier growing up in iowa i didn't race much motocross i mean we did but it was always fair races and um local kind of events in a cornfield that they would throw a track out there and it was always really tight stuff and then once I turned A class when I was 16, it was then I was chasing kind of the money, the local money, and those were always fair races. I never really did much true motocross stuff. And then yeah, we're racing arena cross, and so I think it definitely, you know, killed my outdoor skills when I first turned pro. But I, I got a hold of that in 2009 or so, and I just really, really worked hard at it. And I would have never thought I'd win a national before I won a Supercross and winning at Steel City that second moto in 2009 was just I still can't believe I did that. <laughs> I just <laughs> can't believe it, but I guess if you put your mind to something you you can accomplish it. So No, that's rad for sure. Now Justin D, and I know you don't you you don't live back there anymore, but is that fair race scene is it still a thing like is there still a bunch of that going on or is it died off? No, it's died off a lot. I've unfortunately yeah, there's there's not much happening anymore and I'm doing a race uh, in Winterset, Iowa, track I grew up on. I've just always wanted to kind of give back or get the sport somewhat rolling. Not not that I could be a big instrumental part of getting it going again, but the, the motocross series and, and sport in Iowa has just seems like it died off. It's starting to pick back up, but I'm going to do a, another race this year in, in Winterset at the end of May and um, do a school and just kind of get everyone together. And it's fun for me to hang out with all my old friends that I used to race with and then 
you know, see their kids that are racing now or the up and coming talent and just, right. you know, kind of go back and, and, um, those are my roots. I absolutely love going back to Iowa and, and riding and, and, uh, just like old times, it seems like yesterday, but it's been 15 years or so since I've been back there racing. So it's just crazy how time flies. Man, it does. Especially once you have kid, it just, it's, yeah. like you blink your eyes and five years have passed. So, so do you have a career highlight? I mean, it's, you've had a lot of really cool accomplishments. I mean, what, is the Australian Championships a highlight? What, Supercross one, podiums, things like right, that. One one particular race that just stands out. Um, <coughs> honestly, my my career highlight is a lot of it. If I think of overall my whole career, what I'll be talking about in twenty years. Hopefully, I'm talking about when I'm thirty three and and won some races, or thirty four and won some Supercross races, but. As of right now, honestly, that year in 2002 at Des Moines Arena Cross when I beat Bradshaw and was battling with Buddy Antonez and Denny Stevenson and Pedro uh, Pedro Gonzalez and guys like that on a bone stock bike that just totally changed my, my life. That's for sure one. Uh, two is Steel City yeah. winning that, that second moto. That's obviously awesome. Still remember a lot of my first 250 podium at Anaheim 1 in 2009 that was uh that was awesome as well and then of course 450 podiums you know those are those are hard to come by and when yes, they are I've so never, anytime I've never you get got one, one. Those, it's it's pretty <laughs> special so i remember my first one in st louis that was great so a lot of a lot of things that i'm so thankful for and appreciative for the, the people that have helped me get there but hopefully still creating memories i, I truthfully i mean I, i've told a lot of people this lately but i feel as good or better than I've ever felt on a motorcycle right now, and it's crazy to say, but I believe I'm backing that up at the races. And absolutely, gonna keep trying to get after it. And uh, time for the podium this weekend was cool, but I want to actually get a podium. Right, right. <laughs> well, I want to touch on uh, one more thing. I know we know you're busy. We don't want to take too much of your time, but y- your team, uh, Motor Concepts, what an awesome setup you guys have, and uh, how uh, how awesome is it to work with guys like Tony Alessi and Mike Genova? Yeah, for for one, Tony Alessi, I don't know if there's another guy in the pits that has as much knowledge as he does as far as race craft and about the motorcycle and you know, just a just a wealth of knowledge to be around that guy. And Mike Chinova's great. I mean, he's a self made guy that you know, for me being older now, I appreciate the guys that, that are self made. He's a wealthy businessman that has like I said, just done it all on his own and he's he's opening up his own pocketbook to go racing at something that he loves and i respect that a ton i mean there's not many people that do that and now i believe he's i asked him this weekend you know we we're talking about racing and stuff and he said he didn't he don't he thinks this is the year that or he's enjoyed it the most maybe of any other year so far just nice you know with the help of honda i mean it's not by luck that you get support from american honda that's Right. We all know that that's a very prestigious brand to be with. And for him to get support from them is great. Uh, for us to be getting the results we're getting, you know, is, is awesome. Got a great presence in the pits. And just all of it's really good right now. I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it and want to continue uh, growing with those guys and continue having success. Yeah, we need more guys like that. You know, seeing teams like RCH fold, that that's – that's not good for our sport, so it's really good that he stuck around. We need Mike Genova to go talk to some of his other rich friends and having a race team. <laughs> right. I know, huh? that's right. So, hey, what's it like having Berluti? Berluti, 
Berluti. Yeah, I didn't know Berluti. Obviously, I'd heard of him and seen him around, but didn't know him until basically uh, I flew to California a couple weeks before A1, and we'd just been really gelling super, super well together. Once again, a wealth of knowledge of, of racing and been around so many champions that when he speaks, you got to listen, and, yeah. and I just I soak up every bit of knowledge I can, and I like how intense he is. He he wants to do well, you know. We get second of first main this weekend, and then the second one I get sixth, and he's kind of like, man, what happened? Well, you know, right. you kind of talk about it, explain it, and he's just super positive about it, but he also, he's intense, and I, I like that because I am too. I mean, it's not a joke. We're going there to – it's a business, and it's there's a lot of money on the line, a lot of people spending money for us to be there, and I take it very serious as he does, so – but we also have fun, and it's a it's a great balance. And I'm happy to have him uh, pushing my bike to the line. You know, yeah. last guy you talk to, it's a very important piece of the puzzle, and it's it's been great. That's I awesome. Know. I can't imagine there's somebody more awesome to do that with. Well, you um, I, you definitely I've always been a fan, but I think after this interview and hearing even more of your story, like you've got a new super fan. <laughs> well, beware, so, beware uh, of that, Justin. Yeah, that means you I have a stalker. Now. That means really you have do. a stalker now, dude. I'm not it's, total it's, stalker. Well, it's weird too because that's TJ, by the way, right? And that's our producer, and he is a he's a massive Weege fan who is a massive oh, yeah. fan of yours. Yeah, yeah so it so kind of nice. works out. So he kind of likes circle. everything Weege likes. You know, bad food But I'm cheaper cheap. than him. No, I'm cheaper you than him. For than all him. kinds of free <laughs> stuff. He's all into that. Nice, nice. Well, I, I appreciate it, guys, for sure. I want to tell you I appreciate you You know, giving me the time on press day, which, I mean, I know that's what you're there for, but we're we – actually, that was our first Supercross as a show. We've been doing this about a year. And I couldn't even make press <laughs> and, day. And, yeah, the other guys couldn't make it. I was there, and, and um, it's just really great how – how are, how about the industry really is like a family. Everybody treats us really great, gives us the time. You know, I mean, a year and a half ago when I was just a fan, I couldn't imagine that I'd be talking to Justin Brayton on the phone and have his phone number. You know, and you guys would give us the time of day. So, dude, I, I feel I can't imagine. I can't believe I'm talking to Justin Brayton right now. Right, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, hey, man, yeah. thank no, you so cool. much yeah, for I'm this. Glad, to, glad you guys got involved. And hey, I'm. I'm just as much a fan of the sport as you guys are. I say it all the time. I can't believe some of the riders that retire and <laughs> and kind of fade away. Man, I'll be right there with you guys in the in the bleachers here in a few years, well, cheering we'll, we'll cheering a, my favorite rider on whoever that is at the time. Right. We'll have a co-host spot open you for you. Being a, <laughs> yeah, being we'll, we'll open up yeah. a seat here at the studio for you. Well, hey, whenever yeah, when you turn like 43 and you sat, yeah, it's time to go, man. Because I feel like you're gonna race for a while. You can come in here and do this janky radio, whatever you want to call it, with us. But uh, all right, I'm in. All right, buddy. Well, listen, we know you're a busy guy. You got things to do. We appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on. Yep. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Appreciate it. See Enjoy the Dallas, rest of your man. night. All yep. right. See you at Dallas. Right. Have a good one, bud. Justin wow. Brayton. Love that dude. Dude, I, I knew his story was good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why I kept saying, let's talk about his past. I didn't realize. You need to let was, Doc listen to that interview. Yeah, I'm going to make my kid listen to it. He does. He listens to our show sometimes. But I was like, dude, you just should hear this one. You tell him Weston Pike, too. He didn't have any. I mean, he won a, a title at Loretta's, but it was in the C class. Like, tell Doc. Yeah. He didn't stop because yeah. he didn't do anything after that. You That's know, he right. just kept tell going. Tell Doc he has to listen to every episode, and you're going to quiz him on it, or he doesn't ride. He can't good get luck. like a, good, a, a B hey, plus on the quiz. Good luck with that. I drove out there today. I dropped this new phone off to him because his other phone's like so shattered. <laughs> right. 
and um, drove out there and it, gave him his new phone. Well, I'm leaving for the, <laughs> for the week, for two weeks. But anyways, and uh, and his boss out there, I went to. I said, should I hand you the phone and let you give it to him after he's done working? You know, <laughs> right, right, right. Well, guys, hey, we're gonna go to commercial break. Muscle Mark, Dark Side, TJ, we'll be back. Hey, Kylie. Does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses shock socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork sills. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork sills, get shock socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes, too. In business since 1989, Broadway Power Sports and Tyler strives to provide a superior product with superior service. From motorcycles to watercraft, their full parts and service department, they can get you taken care of with great brands like Can-Am, Polaris, Yamaha, Suzuki, Sea-Doo and Victory. And don't forget they have firearms too. Broadway Power Sports is your one-stop recreation shop. Broadway Power Sports can match any online price. They can have most orders by the next day for no extra charge. With a friendly staff that offers a personal touch with a smile, how could you go wrong? Call 595-6288 or click broadwaypowersports.com and save. That's 903-595-6288. And tell them Moto Xbod sent you. Darkside here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828-1472 or email Char, C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com, and that's mxgirl, G-U-R-L, and tell her Moto X-Pod sent you. You got the one snowman on eastbound and down. Hey guys, Muscle Mark here. I want to introduce you to my friends over at York Welling and Fab. From new construction, truck beds, barbecue grills, and anything else you can come up with, York Welding and Fab has you covered. With deep motocross roots and 20 plus years experience, York Welding and Fab is a brand you can put your trust in. Call Carl at 903-780-7369. That's 903-780-7369 and tell him Moto X Pod sent you. All right, guys, welcome back. Big shout out. Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, All Sport Dynamics, Shock Socks, MX Girl Designs, York Welding and Fab and TPJ Racing. Coming up next, it's Felt Entertainment's Public Relations Manager for Monster Energy Supercross, Monster Jam, and Amzoil Arena Cross, Mr. Sean Brennan. Sean, what up, dude? Hey, guys, how are you, man? Glad to, uh, glad to join you guys tonight. Well, th- we're glad you joined us as well. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for coming on, buddy. So tell us. Oh, you're welcome, man. Tell us a little bit about what you do for Supercross. Well, it's a pretty uh, complicated answer, uh, okay. but I'll try to break it down. Um, you know, there's always uh, the local front 
and you know we're always trying to sell tickets to the live event. So I coordinate all of the PR on the local level and coordinate with all of the teams, and we bring in athletes early. And you know, like this week, we'll uh, we've got Cole Sealy coming into Phoenix early. We're going to take them all around town and do in-studio interviews and, and things like that. Visit some radio stations. Uh, and then Fridays, we typically have our big media days, so I coordinate those schedules with all of the teams, and this week we have Team Honda and Geico Honda uh, as our athlete um, and race teams. So there's always something going on the local level, you know, to help uh, promote the live event in each city, but then also, we're also executing uh, a national strategy and a national PR plan, uh, because our ultimate objective is to continue growing uh, the sport of Supercross. So I also work with our national agency and national outlets um, on coordinating, you know, uh, press junkets and, you know, story angles and storylines and video features and things like that, just depending on what the outlet is. Mm -hmm. So... It, it, it's, a, it's sort of a complicated, uh, you know, position when you put it all together. Uh, but I'm like the quarterback that uh, facilitates all of the PR efforts on behalf of uh, on behalf of Supercross. How difficult is that? Let's say just like on press day on Friday, how difficult is it to get with the individual teams and have them there for that Friday? How does that process work? Well, you know, a few a number of years ago, it was a lot more difficult. Um, but you know, two years ago, we started down a road with the teams on really wanting to um, put together a calendar that works for everybody. Uh, obviously, you cannot lean on the Eli Tomax and the Marvins and you know the Ken Roxons. Mm-hmm. And you know, two years ago. You know, it was Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. I want to interview Ryan. And it's not interview, or it's not fair to KTM, and it's not fair to Ryan that he's doing the bulk of the of the work. Mm-hmm. So about two years ago, we, uh, you know, sat down with all the teams and carved out a strategy to, you know, have the workload, um, you know, spread it across evenly. So... One, every team gets, uh, you know, equal opportunity. And, you know, all of the marquee athletes also get, you know, prime time. Uh, but the, the, the balance, it's more balanced uh, with everybody. So, you know, now it's, uh, it's pretty easy because we have a calendar that, I, that we work through, you know, throughout the off season. So by the time Thanksgiving rolls around, we already... I uh, have worked out the schedule for the year so that teams can be, you know, booking hotel rooms and planning uh, all of their logistics with travel. Um, so that has not always been the case. Um, but these last two years, it has worked really, really well and very efficiently, and, uh, and it works. Yeah, it seemed to be like a real well-oiled machine. This Houston was our first Supercross as a show 
but it it was really interesting. You know, we, we I interacted with Aaron quite a bit, um, getting us hooked up with our media credentials, and and then the girls in the will call trailer Friday morning at 9 a.m. and it was like 25 degrees, right there freezing their butts off. Were just awesome. Yeah, they were cool. Yeah, it um great. It seems like just like it's really run well. Yeah, it really is, uh, and, and thank you for saying that because it is it's not uh, it is not easy. And that uh, industry will call trailer boy. Those ladies, you know, my stuff is just media, so right. we have one line, you know, dedicated to just media. But they handle the credentials for all of the teams, all of the VIPs, all of the sponsors. Uh, it is just mind-boggling the amount of credentials that those ladies have right. to, right. you know, to deal with, and uh, you know, for them to still have a smile on their face and you know try to uh, hunt things down when they're not, you know, exactly where they should be. But you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it, it takes an army, it takes a village to put on uh, a Supercross race each and every weekend. And you know, to your point. You know, I work uh, out of our corporate office, uh, our global headquarters here in Tampa, Florida. Uh, but we also have teams all across the country. Uh, so, like, Erin Berge is based in our Dallas office. Mm-hmm. And she is uh, responsible for, well, this season, Arlington and Houston races, as well as Las Vegas. And, you know, we have a little machine, you know, on that level as well. So, Erin you know, hires a publicist that has all of the relationships in Houston and in Arlington. And, you know, we have them really work the ground level uh, in inviting, you know, you guys out as well as all of the sports and, and local TV. So everything that we do has a strategy right. is my point. You know, there's nothing that we're winging or taking by, uh, by chance with this, um, with this sport. Well, I wouldn't think it. I wouldn't think uh, of with the undertaking of this magnitude that winging it would even be in the uh, in the equation anywhere. You know, <laughs> no, not at any level. <laughs> Do you now jump jump subjects just a small bit? How many uh, weekends a, a year are you on the road doing this stuff for, like Monster Jam, uh, Arena Cross, Supercross? Uh, right now, my main focus is Supercross, so I travel uh, to, to every every event, so 17 out of 18 weeks, <clears throat> you know, just like the teams and the athletes. I even go to Daytona, uh, which is in you know, right in our backyard, um, and so yeah, and then in the off-season, you know, there's different things, um, you know, that I do with, uh, with Monster Jam and, and with the teams. Uh, for Supercross, but my my primary focus uh, during the season is Supercross. Now I don't know if this is like public record or anything you're willing to talk about, but what would be the the press budget for an entire season, or even just like a single race to get all the advertisement out there? Well, um, you know, there's different there's there's different buckets. You know. <coughs> I'm in the business of earned media. Okay. So, you know, there are different budgets that we have for, you know, press junkets and things like that. 
um, you know, doing things with celebrities and creating VIP experiences and stuff like that. Um, but I think where you're going is more like, you know, event budgets yeah. and marketing and advertising budgets and things like that. Yes. Um, which, which, yeah, I'm not really at liberty okay. to, I, that, that's not my world. Gotcha. Uh, which is good. I, I don't, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's fine. But what, you know, what we're trying to do is obviously, you know, earned media. So anytime that we can secure an interview, you know, on TV, print, you know, whatever the case may be, uh, you know, that, that's, uh, that's a huge win for the brand and it's more, you know, in the earned media column rather than, uh, coming out of an advertising budget and having, you know, a pay for play kind of, kind of deal. So are, are you in charge of the press conference also and how that goes down and, and, uh, just the whole setup for that? Yes. Yep. So all of the, excuse me, press conferences, the media days, and then the post-race press conferences as well, uh, that all is, yeah, part of my domain. Yep. So I got a question for you. So how different, you, you do multiple events as what he was saying with the, the monster truck jam with all that kind of stuff. What's, what is something that is just specific to Supercross that guys may not realize? <clears throat> Say that again, please. Well, like you deal with going, don't you do monster truck and the arena cross and all that stuff too? Yep. So like when you're dealing with just super, like on Supercross, something that, that like with the monster truck and the other things you've worked at that you haven't, like, is there something that just stands out that is that Supercross guys just do this and nobody else does kind of thing? Or is it all pretty much the same? No, none of it's the same, really. Uh, and each one of them is, is really unique and special. Um, if you've never been to a Monster Jam event, I uh, definitely encourage you to go and experience that. Um, those trucks are just absolutely amazing. Uh, but more importantly, the athletes that are driving them are just that. They're athletes. And what they're able to do with those <clears throat> trucks being is one, as large as they are, but, uh, you know, 1,500 horsepower motors on those, uh, it is just an amazing, amazing thing. And the stunts that they're pulling off now uh, with slap wheelies and front flips and back flips and double back flips. I mean, it, it's really mind-boggling uh, how far those stunts have come. But, you know, Supercross is, is very unique, you know, in that, you know, it is a show, and we really try to create, um, you know, an experience for, <clears throat> for everybody that comes to the live event. And it's really almost threefold, uh, all in one. You know, you we have a live event. We have people that, you know, are paying for a ticket to come to a show, come to a race, and they expect, uh, obviously, a certain, you know, expectation on what that experience is going to be like. Mm -hmm. uh, but then we have a television broadcast. I mean, we are producing a television show that is almost completely separate from the live event. And then thirdly, we're putting on a race. Yeah. So it is a championship series and, you know, marquee athletes and million-dollar race teams um, that, that show up and compete. 
So it really is uh, a very, very unique kind of thing with all of the different layers that we are uh, working on and executing each and every week. Well, one cool thing too, and uh, that that you'll see if you watch, if you pay attention, you watch Monster Jam. You'll the the in. Justin Sipes, former Supercross racer, brother Ryan Sipes competes in that. Before him, you know, Damon Bradshaw for a long time was involved in that. And it's cool to see these athletes cross over from one once one genre to the next, you know, all under the Feld umbrella. I think it's really cool. Yes, yes. And, you know, uh, I talked to Martin Davalos uh, not too long ago wow. uh, because, yeah, <laughs> his, his eyes were, were uh, perking up. Uh, so I think <laughs> He, he has some interest in, you know, maybe doing that one day as well. But uh, I tell you what, you know, and of course your audience is certainly familiar with uh, with Damon and his, uh, you know, Supercross, motocross career. But his his driving in that Monster Energy truck was, my goodness, a thing of beauty. You know, I've watched him night after night. You know, just drive that truck into the ground, wheels, two, three wheels off of it, and he's still gassing that thing, man. <laughs> that sounds like Damon. That sounds just like Damon. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's pretty common for them to destroy one of those trucks about every week, right? Yeah, yeah, but we are, you know, it's a, it's part, part of it, part of the experience. The fans expect it, and... You know, we want the drivers to go out there and compete and give it everything that they've got. And if we ruin a truck in in doing that, we are totally fine <laughs> right. with uh, with sacrificing that truck. Because you know, at the end of the day, we can we can build we build them from the ground up, so it's no big deal. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I like it. That's awesome. Now they are pricey, and so bet. it is a big deal somewhere. But right. Uh, you know, it's uh, Monster Jam is it's amazing. A lot of people don't realize that we have, you know, ten different tours uh, out there with Monster Jam. We visit over twenty six different countries and do over four hundred events with Monster Jam wow. every year. It is absolutely uh, amazing how big uh, the scope of Monster Jam is. Yeah, I did. I had no clue. I thought it was just one tour. No, that's amazing. No, and a lot, a lot of people don't, <laughs> yeah. uh, or a lot of people think that. But yeah, we have ten different tours out right now. Actually, um, there's stadium tours. There's the FS1, you know, tours that are on TV. Uh, there's the Triple Threat tours, which are Point Pain, uh you know, championship series where the athletes actually compete in three different vehicles. So they compete on uh, quads, on side-by-sides, uh, speedsters, as well as the Monster Jam truck. I like the side-by-side so racing. It is, it is really intense on these guys. Um, and, and, and yeah, they are, we're touring all over the world, you know, just depending on the venue and the city. Uh, what type of event you know is in your market? Right. <clears throat> hey, so going back to the uh, press conference thing real quick. Um, now I know that at least my understanding was this that, that a lot more than just the top three riders were supposed to be at these things. Are you having a hard time getting the teams to or the riders to actually show up? 
for the pre or no, the, the, the post race post race yeah, the, the post race press conference no not at all um you know it's really designed for uh the podium guys the top three okay and then and then we we hand select a few of the others depending on the storylines of the night gotcha. um you know certainly we don't want you know athletes i mean our, our biggest problem is that, you know, it's so late on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's a long day for everybody. And the last thing we want to do is, you know, bring athletes four through ten. So that's another 12 guys sitting through the whole thing. And then there not be enough media to, you know, interview everybody. Right. Right. So we don't want them just sitting, you know, sitting around uh, because then, yes, it would become problematic for them to show up. Um, but depending on how the night goes, we typically select, you know, and handpick, you know, a couple guys that, you know, uh, were part of the storyline for the night. And, uh, you know, we don't want to oversaturate it and, you know, have people just sitting around as well. Sure. Right. Makes sense. Well, I, I tell you, the, I don't know of a production you guys have that is boring, that is not exciting, that has not been – like, I mean, going to straight to, like, the Disney on Ice, of course. I mean, my mother has taken my daughter to several of these, and she loves it. Uh, you know, of course, I'm partial to Monster Energy Supercross and, and Amsoil Arena Cross, but not one of these is, is, is boring, is uneventful. Is I mean, Feld is really, really doing – doing it big, I guess you could say, and doing it the right way. And and I'm pumped that, that they have Supercross. I love the direction it's going. I feel like it's becoming more mainstream all the time. And Because, I mean, I have, <coughs> excuse me, people that don't ride dirt bikes that know I do talk to me about it just randomly out of nowhere sometimes. And I, that, that's a good sign to me because it's not something I've heard throughout my, my life and history with this sport, it's not always been that big of a deal. And I've got guys I know that are my age that have never done it that are getting involved in it th- just from that. So I think it's it's awesome what you guys are doing. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for that. You know, um, I think that there's still a lot of folks out there that don't, you know, don't completely or haven't made all the connections between, uh, you know, Feld Entertainment owning Supercross, as well as, you know, understanding, you know, Disney on Ice and Marvel Universe Live. Uh, for 50 years, the Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey Circus. Um, mm-hmm. So we have, um, you know, fantastic, you know, brands. And this company was built on live entertainment. So that brings a completely unique, um, you know, approach to the to supercross that you know obviously you know the companies that have come before us you know pace motorsports and sfx and and everybody i mean they 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 took you know what started in 74 and really you know (coughs) built it up uh to the you know where felt entertainment picked it up in 2009 but a lot of the improvements that we have made is have come from you know the family business of being in the live entertainment business for 50 plus years. Yeah. So I appreciate you saying, saying all of that and, uh, that, you know, you're taking notice and, um, you know, we're, we're working five years out, um, which is, you know, really pretty interesting 
but, you know, we know exactly where we want to be five years from now. Uh, we're working, obviously, you know, in the season that we're already in, uh, but we're already executing and, you know, putting thoughts towards 2019 and improvements that we want to make. So it's a never-ending, uh, always improving, you know, how can we do this better? Uh, it's never, never in a complacency uh, you know, standpoint whatsoever. <laughs> well, I would think uh, any of you Moto Super, you know, any Moto Cross Supercross fans out there, that that's a good sign. If they're yeah. five years out on planning on where they're wanting to take this, your sport's going to be around for a long time. And, uh, yes. and it's in good hands at that. I'm going to jump subjects just a little bit. We want to talk about a little bit about the new format changes that, you know, the, with Anaheim 2 we just got done with and, and, and the Triple Crown format. Are you hearing any good, bad, negative feedback about that? Talk about it a little bit. Uh, for the most part, uh, everything that I've seen and read and have, uh, you know, heard and even, you know, the athletes uh, at the post-race press conference has all been positive. I loved um, it, by the way. Did you? Fantastic. Yes. Fantastic. Well, so did I. I mean, you know, it's <laughs> – is there's there's always going to, you know change change is hard and we understand that uh and not everybody likes change not everybody adjusts well to change um but the the first triple crown event did exactly what we hoped that it would and that is putting our stars out there longer mm-hmm. you know you think about these other these other sports, you know, why do people tune into football? Why do they get so bummed out when, you know, Tony Romo gets hurt? They want to see the stars out there each and every week. Um, you know, basketball, football, they all have the same, the same issues. Um, but, you know, people buy tickets and they tune in because they want to see the best of the best. And that is exactly what the Triple Crown did. Um, unfortunately, you know, we had some marquee riders that were in the 12 through, you know, 18th, you know, place, yeah, yeah. but they were still marquee riders, yeah. you know? I mean, I remember looking up at the, the jumbo and like, holy cow, man, look at 15, 16, 17, yeah. but they're all marquee guys. So as, as a fan, it was, oh, go ahead. It, it was super exciting to, you know, to see that depth of field. And knowing that, man, I this is three different races that we're seeing, you know, the marquee guys in both classes. Well, that was awesome. And seeing the way that the races went was a was was really fun to watch all the racing. Now, I know and I've seen I've heard other people doing the math and the racing was about the same amount of time, about the same amount of commercials. <coughs> but geez, Louise, all those commercials back to back for 20 minutes long and the filler stuff. Like people that we were with, that some people weren't like in the Supercross. They were like, "Are they ever going to get back to racing?" That's the price you pay for being on TV live, though, man. <laughs> oh, I know you got to have the commercials, yeah. but twenty minutes. I didn't worth even. Of... I didn't notice that. Oh, I really, really didn't know. But I, I'm on it my phone three quarters the of the time. The commercials weren't any longer. It was. No. It was the commercial and filler together. Yes, that, that was what made it. Seem yes, long. that's what made it seem so long. Right. Yeah. 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 But that's not well, and that's and I have not seen. Uh, the broadcast uh, as of yet, um, obviously, but uh, I highly you know, recommend it. It was that's good. Something, <laughs> yeah, that's something that we'll definitely, you know, be taking a look at. Uh, you know, that was the first one. Yeah. So for, 
you know, from a timing standpoint, uh, you know, you, you, you try your best to pinpoint all of that stuff down. Uh, but, but I'm sure the boys in TV are taking all of that into consideration. Yeah, I'm sure they uh, are. Already. Like wow. I said, as a fan, I really enjoyed the format. I love the six main events. I wish the LCQs could have been televised during live racing. I think that's some of the best racing of any given Supercross weekend. We, we just never yep. know who's going to yep. end up over a berm. Yeah, you know? but I mean, I, I like you say, you're looking five years down the road. This was the first year. I'm sure they are already <laughs> saying, okay, these are little things we can tweak. You know, it's going to be – it may be different at the next – which uh, was it, Atlanta? Atlanta's the uh, next one? Crown? No, no. It's um, – um, Minneapolis? It Minneapolis is next, isn't it? Well, maybe. Whatever the next round is of the Triple Crown, I wouldn't be surprised if there's already some di- tweaks for the TV package. But that's probably not your yep. your department, so. <laughs> yep, yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, no, but we did have a big Supercross meeting today. We have one every Tuesday. We cover a lot of this stuff. So, no, they're already taking a look at that. Right. Um, so, yeah, we're already already looking into it, you know. Well, I'll say this. What I liked about that Triple Crown uh, format is it seemed like the intensity of the guys racing was amplified. And, and I, I don't know why, but that caught, I've really enjoyed that part of it. And well, I know why because it just makes it more entertaining. But at the same time, like you, you get that during the main events, and it just it seems to be dialed, you know, dialed back a little bit during the heat races and semis and so on and so forth. Yeah. So to me, yep. uh, and I know I'm sure a lot of people loved it. A lot of people hated it. I'm a hundred percent on board. I loved it. Wow, that's awesome. Good feedback. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it, it was interesting in the post race press conference you know all three guys you know talked about it you know jason uh was really talking about it you know it's like you know line up with all of these guys you know every saturday night for one you know having to line up on that starting gate and go you know towards that you know first turn with all of these guys one time in a saturday night is one thing but to have to do it three times it's like wow that was intense so you know, it did raise the bar on a lot of different levels, and um, you know, here seeing and hearing that from the athletes as well, I thought uh, was pretty cool. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Sean, uh, I tell you what, man, we we've enjoyed our time with you. We know you're busy, so we won't we won't keep you any longer. But uh, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for talking to you know all things Supercross and all things Feld Entertainment. It's been enlightening and it's been fun, man. We enjoyed having you. Well, man, thanks a lot, guys. It was great meeting you in Houston. Hopefully we'll see you uh, in Arlington in a couple weeks. You will. We'll be uh, there. We'll be there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me on. We really appreciate it. All right, Sean. Take care. Have a good evening, buddy. All right. Thank you, guys. This is Sean Brennan from uh, Feld Entertainment. I like hearing that kind of – that – you know, a different view from somebody on the yeah. inside. You yeah, know? we we forgot to thank him for what if he had any part of bringing it back to Houston, though. <laughs> All right, yeah. Well, I'm glad they did, man. I enjoyed that race. You know what was funny, and I don't, I don't know if anybody touched on this. The stands weren't that packed, dude. In, in right. Houston, they, they weren't. weren't yeah, no, I mean, there, you could so. see holes everywhere. Like if you go to Dallas, you'll notice usually it's pretty loaded. In yeah, there. I mean at least on the bottom level and one one up, but. You know what, man? It's been a crazy time for for the city of Houston. Yeah. And things may just not be back together yet. You oh, know? yeah. That place just got destroyed. Yeah. I, I talked it, to a buddy of mine who's a insurance adjuster, and he says he 
he's got at least two years worth of going down there and in doing insurance adjusting for flood damage. Still. Oh, I can yeah. imagine. It's going to be a long time coming. All the, 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 you know, people are down there trying to cash in on that. And it is, it is, you know, fucking bunch of vultures. I'm sorry, but yeah. what it is. I've got a friend that's down there doing it. And I, you know, I'd probably tell him that to his face, but right. you know, whatever. At the end of the day, Hey, somebody's got to do it. So, but you know, I hope that the, the the good people of Houston are treated well, and, and they've been through enough. They don't need any more of that, no right? You know? that. So it's a, it's a it's an awesome city, and I'm glad Supercross is back, and I hope it stays there because it's been one of the longest running cities on the tour. Period. So you know, so next week's regular back to regular Supercross. Are you gonna miss this Triple Crown next weekend? I am. Part of me will for that. I like, like I just said, the six main events, but I missed the LCQs. I, yeah. I, I got to actually watch the LCQs. I happened to just turn Supercross Live on literally as they were lining I up. I missed it. Yeah. I just got lucky. I didn't get to see it either. But I want, I like seeing it during the night show. And I like, I just feel like there should have been some more racing in that downtime. Well, it's real easy. And what's this is what I understand is they did like, okay, the team said they needed, what, 30, 45 minutes in between mm-hmm. each race mm-hmm. to get ready. Fine. That That's great and all. But why do they do 250 and, the super, and then 450 right behind it and then wait? Well, I mean, how else are they going to do well, it? Why don't they spread them out more? You get what I'm saying? Well, you can't for the TV time, though. No. I, I think he's saying, like, 250s, and then, maybe and, a segment, 450s, commercial. I got you. No, I got, I'm got. i on board and with that. So, yeah. yeah, hell yeah. I like that And idea. spread that out a little bit. And, yeah. and they may lose five minutes in between each race for the team. Should still work out about but the, It'll be super yeah. close. I like Mathis's idea for the B-Main. Why not throw one of those in there? Yeah. It's more riding time for us right. to watch, you well, know? Well, and, and the LCQ needs to be there. I and also, with those with those little bit of, <laughs> what do you call it, intro, uh, those other races, Mm-hmm. If they have a little spot, they can talk to first, second, and third each race. Definitely. No, I like that. That's good. And then who was it? I think it – I can't remember who was saying something about them bringing in a panel of like – Kind of like they do with the – JT was talking about. Yeah, J- like bring in McGrath, bring in just Oprah, whoever, you and know? Then in between, JT, who, whoever. Yeah, and in between the – after the race, after the 250 former race. Former riders mainly. Yeah, after the 250 race, bring in some former riders and let them talk about this and that. And then the 450 – and then bring those former riders in. That would be something interesting. Well, that's something else. Like Daniel Blair, he's already there. Like yeah. he's covering the floor stuff. Why not include him in that? He's perfect for it. I'd love There's to see nobody JT better in there. from him. Yeah, throw JT gonna, in there. He'd be good. He's gonna speak his mind. Yeah, right. and then get somebody like MC or. Or whoever's there, yeah. whoever you can get there. Well, I mean, you got a pit. You know, there's a pit and stands full of guys that probably race Supercross. Sure, that are, right. They're a big deal. I don't know. I mean, obviously, you couldn't get Roger DeCoster because he's kind of worried about Red Bull KTM. But you get what I'm saying with that. Like maybe if Buddy Antonez has a few minutes, for, he could spare from the JGR truck. You throw him on there or yeah. whoever. Right? There's definitely other things they they could do, and I bet they will. Was, like you said, there's the first, first one. one. Yes. Yeah. No, you know, I that's know. That's the beta version. Well, that's the deal, though. If you if we've learned anything the, from yeah. Feld uh, uh, get, uh, obtaining Supercross, it's gotten better over the years. And well, it's right. gonna, now, obviously, everybody the tracks. And I wish they would go back to the gnarlier tracks because it's Supercross, big whoops every week. They should have big whoops on every fucking track they have. Well, they said Period. something yeah. about during press day or when they first started building the track, the whoops were just super gnarly. That's how Houston was too. They're and then huge. they knocked them down. Well, yeah, I'm the, sure. Yeah, we, I, there's some shit behind the scenes there. I don't know what it is, but you know, Mathis Roger DeCoster. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's the truth or not, but Mathis kind of kind of hinted at that mm-hmm. the other night. And hey, yeah. I mean, if, if let me tell you something, if Mathis says it, it's probably true. Right? You know, he well, knows. somebody well, behind the scenes. One of the reasons I asked the press conference question was he Mathis at the end of last night's show was kind of complaining about that a little bit. Is he he didn't go to the press conference 
at A2 because he's tired of it just being the, the three guys and they're only there for like two minutes. Right. He can go out in the pits and get more material because those guys, he says those guys are supposed to be there. That's what they were told. Mm-hmm. Like the top eight or something. They're not. For press time. They're not. That's what him and Weed say. Yeah. That's well, what they were told. I think Brayton participated in it, so everybody got yeah. a pretty good long interview last year. with him. Like, so, yeah. they, should, but, those, they should literally make those guys do this. Like, you don't see – let me give you an example. Uh, Dak Prescott, after a game, whether he wins or loses, he's in that press conference. Yeah, it's a requirement. Yeah. He has to be there. Right. We're professionals. It's a professional sport. You're a professional athlete. Get your fucking ass in the press well, conference. Well, that's exactly what Mathis said. It's supposed to be a professional sport. And he mentioned Sean t- today or last night Did on really? the show. And he said he's talked to him about it a bunch of times, but it is what it is. I they're going to have to, they're gonna have to like, figure that out. Right, per- but like, he's not going to press conferences anymore. This is what he says because – He's also going to retire too. He said, "Yeah, that's true." Well, Mathis has never been a big press conference guy, anyways. No, but I think if so. he could get the guys that he, a bunch of those guys to talk to and get material, he would. But instead, they're not there, so he has. He to goes to and pitch. gets them one on one, and then he's he's press. He's one of the biggest guys in the press, and he's not at the press conference because mm-hmm. he can't get enough what what he needs. Well, yeah, if they'd make them enough. all go there, mm-hmm. then they could all be there. All the different magazines, Transworld, Racer X, could be right there in one spot. Do it in a professional manner, and then everybody goes. Here, here's an idea for you. Yeah, minus you know, minus like the top five. Start randomly selecting guys who race the main event. Yeah, as long as they're not in the asterisk medical truck, <laughs> you have to be there, or we're going to dock you so much out of your purse. Or we're money not going to give you the purse money. That too, whatever yeah. you know. But, but, but the problem is this though, and they what, don't have a riders union to fight with them over it. So what are they going to do? I've heard other people say also, what other sport? Can the media just go down into the like the locker room and hang out with them and, and get and talk to them one on one? This team and this rider and this and that, which we have. Uh, you can do. Yeah, they have times they can get in the locker room. I think I think you can just get but in you, there. But, yeah, but with motocross, I mean, look at us. Oh, sorry, we're media. We could get in anywhere and go ask questions. Well, that, and, they have low requirements for dumbasses considered <laughs> media. But uh, no, I, I get it. I but see yeah. where you're going. Yeah. So I mean. It's kind of like one of those deals where Mathis can get a better interview. I don't know why he's complaining because if he goes sits in that, well, he's not complaining. He's just telling you why he's doing what he's mm-hmm. doing, and I will, yeah. I hope he keeps doing it because I love the post race interviews. Yes, yeah, it's exactly. one of my favorite things he I does. Think, I want to say a fan called in or something and asked why he wasn't at the press conference. Or, yeah, that, that's that's kind of what started. Okay, I think Mathis saw early on his media career like this is it. this is not where the content is. It's in the mm-hmm. pits. I'm going out here. You dumbasses have fun because he yeah. did you know do the mean? press conference at Houston. And we were was gonna, he there? Yeah, we were gonna go, and we took a wrong turn down the stairs, and we ended up. I like where I ended up. I didn't give a damn about that. Press I conference. wanted to do the press conference for that race, but well, you know what? Where man? did you end up? In the Chad Reed pit, tearing it down with him. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, so yeah. well that was anyway, and but. that was Robert Wells screaming uh, about a race tender game in a race right. face, but. Uh, you know, talking to that, I'm sure that was very uh, an honor, a fun experience for uh, Alex Ray. But uh, <laughs> love you, Robert. But whatever. No, I'm kidding. Anyways, no, I'll be at the one in Dallas. Well, yeah. no, I don't really like them either. I went to the one at uh, Lakewood, and it sucked. The press conference it sucked. Go down the pit. It was and- stupid. It was in a tent. Like you're in there in a fucking <laughs> tent with dudes talking into a microphone and not really saying anything. That the they probably didn't say on TV already, or that you didn't expect them to say anyways. And there's going to be media in there that's not yeah. moto guys that don't. You know, they're just oh, going to yeah. be. I don't know why so, I'm going to go because I'm not going to ask a question. See, I I, I, I already I, I want 
I had some questions lined so up then, for Houston. But. Well, then that, that that's why Mark, you can go in the pits, and he yeah. can do yeah, that. I'm then, cool with that. I don't want to go to the press conference. Like, I mean, if it, if it, if it comes down to it, y'all yeah, go, but whatever. It's not that important to me. And nobody's just going to dock your shit. pay. You don't get you don't get your your um your reward. Well, y'all, are, y'all are y'all are screwed on that deal. <laughs> you know, but, I don't uh, even know what you're talking about. He said yeah, if, what, if he doesn't go to the press conference, his pay gets docked. What pay? Oh. Pay. That means then you, you owe more to the well, show. So you should, so you're gonna start paying me? No, it means you owe negative. <laughs> I'm already in the fucking negative. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to reimburse me for my fuel. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. Why are y'all looking at me? I'm good on fuel because it doesn't. It's not you're the that one f- that lives so far away from me. Well, that's not my fault. It would be ideal if we could put this thing like you know, Tyler right between everybody. But all right, well, you rent us a place and we'll yeah, move right. the studio there. Shit, Mark. I got a big There's a whole ass, other fuel dog. I got yeah. a big ass front room in my house. We can section off, and it is three you're times. Still, you're still room. forty miles from me. Well, would you rather drive longer? Well, it's only like I mean, yeah, it's a little bit longer, but either way, it's I'm driving a long way, so it is what it is. Yeah, no. nobody cares about any of this. We'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll discuss your uh, fuel stipend and oh, uh, you know the next uh, the next board meeting we have. We have uh, board meetings. In my, my hotel room. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> do, do we get travel expenses? Yes, yes. It, you you pay for everything. Uh huh. And you get to write it off at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing that. I'm actually doing that tomorrow. Yeah. I, yeah. I do my taxes tomorrow. I've got all my airline stuff for oh, Lakewood shit. and all the hotel rooms. And <coughs> that reminds me, I got to what, what turn like all mine in. What are you talking about, TJ? I'm just listening to y'all talk. Oh, I'm writing my hotel room off in Lakewood. Well, you got I'm a shit. You got room. a weird look on your face. What's that yeah, for? I'm, I'm going to try to write off the stuff in California when I was out there. Yep. At, at FMF and all that. That that was. Anybody from the IRS is listening. He lives in White Oak, Texas. Yes. Hey. <laughs> hey, he's got a business. I went out there yeah. and I talked to those guys about the show and about X Brand, and that's work. That's right. Well, speaking of X Brand, guys, if you don't already know, which you probably do, if you, if you follow Dark Side, most of y'all only follow Dark Side. Uh, he's an X Brand goggle uh, distributor slash rep, uh, peddler, whatever you want to call him. Isn't he? Uh, wait, wait. Aren't you the X Brand rep? I mean, is there anybody? There, I don't think there's another one, is there? Man, he, well, he's got the guys, he's, whoever he sends to the races for the. the, the, those, the those, are, those are riders. They're support. not they're selling rep, goggles. So yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. You are ex- as far as I know, I guess I am. You are the X brand rep. Look yeah. at his head got a little bit bigger just now. Yeah. It's, already, it's already fully <laughs> enlarged. Uh, no, I bet it can. He, I he bet stays away from sharp objects. Yeah, damn. I bet it could go more. <laughs> Ego will get bigger. But no, I, what, I'm try, what I was, was trying to allude to is that. Uh, Mr. Guida over here has some uh, some uh, stuff on sale. I think is a really good deal from uh, some 2017 leftover stuff. He doesn't have much. Yep. He's already sold some of it. We're gonna po- I'll post it to the uh, show's Instagram page here shortly, as well as mine. He, I think he already has. And if you want, Dude, if you want to just bypass that, dog, huh? That goggle bag I, I we just got sick, isn't it? It's sick. I need him to order me one. Well, yeah, I've got five more shipped out today. I'll have them probably in the next three or day. They should the goggle bags. Do that goggle bag. Uh, grab sick. me one. I want. Got one. five more of the goggle bags, and your buddy that wanted the snow goggles. Those are coming. Awesome. Yeah. So, I sold snow goggles for Jamie the yeah, other day. What? Yeah. Did. yeah. Okay. Hell yeah, dude. But, yeah, I, I didn't I, even I, know I, they made snow goggles. They do. I probably well, yeah, got I mean, fifteen pair of goggles left, and um. Just DM me for the prices. They're they'll be a little bit under retail. So yeah. Well, even if you up. if you want 2018 stuff, he still he'll give you a little under retail on those yeah. too, and you get the freshest stuff out there. Stuff that not a lot of guys even have yet. But no, as far as the snow goggles thing, I mean, Rich's dad Hook was with Smith for how long, and they they were the standard uh, for, yeah. for snow goggles for the longest time. So yeah, it's not a surprise to me that they're doing it. But they're uh, sick. I just yeah, didn't know. Sick, yep. So well, you should. 
Well, I, I love the product. I'm a huge fan of it myself. And, uh, you know, Jamie takes care of me on them. So, of course, I, I wore them anyway. Jamie so, just yeah. shows me pictures. Like, hey, check out these new goggles. I'm like, go ahead and order me a six. I wanted to buy <laughs> yeah, some Yeah, right, as soon as he just brought the goggles, I'm like, fuck. All right, okay. well, go ahead. I guess I got to buy some I need, more goggles. I need that, too. Got to get some money out of my buddies. Hey, so. I literally had to buy the goggle bag so I could quit So I could quit tearing up goggles just by leaving them laying around. I know. I throw them out of my gear bag. <laughs> I don't give a shit, but uh, I keep buying them every time they come out with a new color, and I'm like, I've got like six pair that I probably wore three times, and man, I've I got, the, I want the new color. I've got two pair in my closet that have not been touched yet. Yeah, I've got. <laughs> well, that also has to do with I don't exactly ride a whole lot. No, you don't, but, dude. I didn't get to ride. Well, obviously, while I'm at work, and then these last two, this last two weeks off, I didn't get to ride. So that's a month of well, not this riding. This freaking pneumonia crap or whatever it is in my lungs, I ain't even gonna try because my heart rate gets up the slightest bit, and I'm coughing my ass off. So yeah. trying well, to ride weekend, a dirt bike isn't gonna be fun. Not what? this coming weekend, but next weekend we gotta go somewhere. Yeah, let's go. So, uh, or, I, or, or, I don't know. It's Johnson. That might be the weekend Johnsonville's racing. I can't remember. Yeah, they may be racing that winter series that weekend, so I might go to that. I want to go ride practice somewhere. Dude, I ain't the turnout at the right? winter series at Village. I mean, I, I hope, dude, if anybody watched the live stuff I did on, uh, you said you had a full rider gate, huh? Did thirty five, sixty five kids like in one of the classes? There was thirty five, mm. and, and this is top level, national level, sixty five riders. That ought to, if that doesn't give you a good sign of the future yeah. of the sport, nothing will. It was ridiculous. You know? I need, I, I've got a little um, request for when you do your Facebook Live, Instagram Live type stuff. I'm listening. Quit putting your ugly face on there. Oh, just show the other stuff, man. I, I can't watch it. I just I can't watch this. Well, good. I want to watch the riding, but I can't look at your face. Well, you got to do both. <laughs> it's not fair, T-Day. I don't want to look at either of your fucking faces. Well, I'm I don't saying. record my face. Hey, I did. I did. Uh, I don't know what he cares about well, this. I did. Why did it get awkward for just a second? I don't know. There? I, don't <laughs> I did break that. out my GoPro footage finally and watch it for me and how riding, and that was interesting. <laughs> Why was it interesting? Because it just looks like you were going so fucking slow. <laughs> well, you probably were. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah, just but, look that way. <laughs> but like, I'm not saying I'm any better because I'm man, not. But whoo. Some of it's okay, but some of it's really Well, that's bad. why I get really pissed riding with you because you're so slow, and then I can't like pass you, and that bothers me because they can be even slower. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah, like, that's what pisses me off. I think I'm going good, and you're all slow asses. You're blowing by. I'm like, oh, crap. I got to do <laughs> right. I got to go jogging, dude. Yeah. I got to start riding more. Well, I yeah, I do too, man. And when the weather gets better, for sure. But breaking the mountain bike out this week, get back on that. I'm over that shit. I'm over that. <laughs> just shit. ride a dirt bike. I signed uh, up. Exactly. Got, I got hey. my gym membership today for Anytime Fitness and Wide Oak. Just about to open. Kathy just told me tonight. She's like, order the parts to fix your your CRF one fifty, my little pit bike. Mm-hmm. And so, dude, when I get back, when I get back, I'll throw that thing together, and I can just moto every dude, day. You got to help me fight. find one. When I get rid of my mountain bike and my dude, old two stroke, you got to you got to help me find one. You can ride them and just put them up. You ain't got to worry about washing them every time. You just yeah, chain rockets and chain. What is it? The CRF one fifty. Oh yeah, the, the the trail bike, the, air, the trail bike version. Air, yeah, the air. Yeah, That's the yeah. fun one. I want a one ten, yeah. but I'll take no, either one. No, if you really no, want to buy one, the KLX one forty. It feels like kind of like a mini big bike. It really? is so good. Yeah. Is it? The the CRF one fifty F is yes. what Gage has a couple of. That's yep. what we always train on the rut tracks at his house. Yeah, dragon pegs and. And that's why I got one of those. Yeah. I got to put it together. Yeah, I need to find one. Too. Dude, how many dirt bikes does Michael Gage have? Oh, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I think he's probably got. Dude, like he's, no he shit. trains on like a 230, doesn't he? He'll ride that, that whatever that Yamaha with the light headlight is and the blinkers. <laughs> He'll go awesome. ahead and ride that thing on the rut track. He was telling me the other day he did like 
What's well, it's a real short little turn track he had. He yeah, did like the first gear track. Two hundred laps in yes. one setting. That's awesome. Yeah. He he he'll ride like he's got. A, I think he has a YZ 125. Whatever he's got, he doesn't. Oh, care. He definitely has that. I've taken pictures yeah. of him riding that. Before. Yeah, we were talking about the 125. Yeah. He's like, he's something's wrong with his. He's got to fix it. <laughs> yeah, but he'll just he doesn't care. He trains on whatever, and then he, he tries to use the race bikes for racing. Well, I was gonna I was gonna order a platinum pipe for my 125, so mm-hmm. I wasn't worried about having to scrub that works pipe all the time. And then Kathy said, "Just fix your 150." And I'm like, yes. "There you go." I wouldn't worry about that damn pipe either. I know it looks cool, but screw it. Looks so good. It's, screw it though. It's so much work. Yeah, that's why you don't want to do it. Well, I just love the way it looks. Man, I hear you, but fuck all, fuck all that work. You know, I'm just <laughs> saying, like, it's too much work for me. Yeah. If I, any all my two strokes, man, the pipes start rusting on. I don't give a shit. I like, finally bro. just washed my bike the other day after riding three palms. It sat dirty forever. I don't remember the last time I rode, but my bike has not been washed since then. I don't remember <laughs> where or when that was. I think hey, it was at Swan. We're about but, to have a uh, 2017 KX250F for sale. Anybody wants a very well maintained but ridden KX250F for a great deal, hit us up. Yeah, Fast Kid's been riding it, but I'll tell you what, TJ will have that thing freshened up. Dude, it's for like you. by the book. We've been putting pistons in it every 15 to 20 hours. We put a crank in it. We've put, and the crank didn't go bad. We just did it by the book. We cam chains. Everything you done. You probably on it. talk him into throwing you in some bearings on that dude. And, I mean, yeah, and I think I even have spare pistons and a couple things, whatever you need. So, um, like you I said, you gonna upgrade and get him another one? Just eighteens. Really? Just gonna get two eighteens. So, yeah, two of them, dude. What do you do? You got a kid this fast? That's you need... know the nineteens are coming out soon. Why don't you just wait? Mm, because the nineteens aren't eligible for like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, so, it doesn't matter. Two 18s, and then they'll be for sale next year. That's yeah. part of having fast kids. You spend more money than you think. Has he for, still got his 450? Yeah, he's keeping that. Yeah. Hey, I've sent an email in to, and I haven't got a response back, MX Sports, to find out if that Alta is available for any classes at Loretta's. Oh. Because oh. I swear on everything, if I can, if it's eligible, I'm thinking about buying Doc one if he can ride it in one of the classes for Loretta's. They just, they just said on the Friday <laughs> pulp. Show that they're like five grand cheaper now. Yes, are they really? Yeah, yeah. they're ten grand. Really? Yeah, yep. they're down. They knocks. I guess maybe on the seventeens. I don't know. I don't know if the eighteen. Y'all shouldn't. Have, my wife's gonna be pissed. <laughs> y'all remember. told me that, dude. I want one so yeah. bad. I didn't Man, I've that. been watching like Aiden, his son Kiefer's that son. Aiden's been out riding that on the rut track, and yeah, it looks really cool. Dude, I'm in. Matha said uh, they're legit. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have yeah. not got a chance to ride one yet, but I will soon, especially if TJ buys one. I'll be riding his. <laughs> I just like the idea of being never here anyway. So it's just be like right. a pit bike. I mean, the maintenance on it is just Dude, change the sprockets. We can take off and go Cha- ride wherever. Change the sprocket. Go change back the sprockets. To, yeah, go back to the days where, man, the, how we rode it as kids, change there wasn't no going to the damn track. There wasn't no right. get, get, you slapped all we your crap just, on the garage and got and rode from there and went. We could just know? unload it and go ride it at... Um, What's that place? Lindsay Park. Park? Lindsay Park. Yeah, they never know you're in there. That'd be well, good. yeah, if they catch you in there on that mountain bike trail now, they're gonna throw a shit fit. Why? Do you know how much time and money and work has been put into that they'll thing? Ne- they won't know. They'll know now because if anybody listens to this fucking podcast. <laughs> so, and I guarantee a few guys that ride that trail a lot are listening right now. I know one or two for they're sure. They're not gonna care. They'll think it's cool as hell for right now until. Well, like- what I was gonna say is like you could just go to. Um, Barnwell and pay and camp out all weekend and ride everything they have there or go to Munster, wherever that place is up there. You can do that on a dirt bike. I'm talking about I want to hit BM, uh, mountain bike trails on it. Right. It'd be fun. 
Yeah, TJ, you're going to get shot one day, man. They'll arrest you at Lindsay Park for that. Well, they got to catch me. They might. That won't be hard. It won't yeah. be <laughs> All right, we're done. He's going to slide out. Who says we're done, asshole? Well, the producer does. No, that doesn't matter. Wait, you, you know, you, we're right at your hour and a half mark. You don't fucking call the shots here, Jerry. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, no, that's cool, guys. Well, fun show tonight. Big thanks, Sean Brennan, Justin Brayton. We couldn't get Goose on for you guys because he was a little busy, but we'll try to grab him again at some other t- point. But, uh, again, big shout-out, Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, All Sport Dynamics, Shock Socks, MX Girl Designs, York Welding, Fab, TPJ Racing. For Mark Poole, Jamie Guida, TJ Smith, Muscle Mark, Dark Side, DJ TJ. See you next week, guys. <laughs> <laughs>